Good morning, Two Rivers Church. Hey, come on, give it up. Let's hear it for all of our campuses. Corning and Cortland and Ithaca and our online campus. I want to give a special shout out to our online campus. I'm so thankful for you guys. Many of you don't know this. Other than being the executive pastor, I also serve as the online community pastor. So I want to give a special shout out to our online community. We're so thankful that you're with us. We're so thankful that you're with us today. Let's give it up for Jesus this morning. Can we come come? Can everyone just give it up? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, awesome. I'm really excited because we're in a new series today. In the start of this series, we're going to title this series, What's Next? That's the title of today's series. Before we get started, though, I want to take a minute. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you, you know what? I know you've been on your feet a while, but I want everyone to get on your feet. Everyone, get on your feet. Get on your feet. Come on. I'll wait. Get on your feet. Okay. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give a big round of applause for our pastor, Pastor Will and Pastor Crystal. Come on, give it up for them. I'm just so thankful for them. I want to honor them for a minute. Just say, I'm so thankful because tonight's message, you can be seated. Before you do that, turn to your neighbor and say, it looks like you lost some weight. Yeah, and then you can be seated. You can be seated. You can be seated. I'm really excited for tonight, and the reason I'm, I'm excited for this message and this series is because at the heart of the content that I have for you today is a journey. It's actually a journey that, that Pastor Will and Pastor Crystal put me on, believe it or not, eight years ago. Uh, eight years ago, my wife brought me to a church in a movie theater, and, and Pastor Will and Pastor Crystal plugged me in to this journey. And if I haven't met you yet, my name's John, and I serve as the executive pastor here at Two Rivers Church. It's really just an honor and privilege to have an opportunity to bring the message this week and to kick off a new series. So are we ready to get started? Oh, come on now. You know me. Are you ready to get started? Yeah, there we go. There we go. So what's next? That's the title of our series. And sometimes life can get us clouded. You know, the circumstances that we face in life, the, the things that we face in life, can actually cloud our heart. It can cloud our ability to even know where we are or where we're going to go, or even how to take the, the very next step in our lives. And, and sometimes it's hard to realize that, guess what, even you and me, all of us, have a next step. So I want to encourage you right now, if you didn't get the notes, raise your hand. There's ushers who'll come around with the notes. I, I just want you to make sure you're in the notes. I've learned this skill from our pastor. If you lean in and you take notes, what can happen from the message, you can actually apply this message this week to your life and really plug it into your lives. Because at the heart of this is I want you to take away from this message that there's a next step for each and every one of us. So, so in your notes, the first note we're going to take, there's always a next step. I want you to say that. Say next step. Oh, come on now. You're going to get used to participating with me. Say next step. There we go. There's always a next step. Each and every one of us have a next step on this spiritual journey. Every single one of us, no matter where you're at in this journey, you have a next step. So we're going to turn in our Bibles. We're going to go to Psalms 92, 13. I want to encourage you right now, if you don't have a Bible with you, on your phone, you can download the YouVersion Bible app. It's a tool that I've been using almost every day for the last eight years. It's a great tool, and it's a way that you can plug yourself in. I want to encourage you and invite you to get yourself in a reading plan. Man, I'll tell you, the Word of God 
can change your life. Now you're gonna see I use a couple different translations of the Bible in my message. Um, and I had this question posed to me the other day. Someone said, hey, Pastor John, what is the best translation of the Bible? And I have a simple answer for that. The one you're gonna read. Okay, the one you're going to read. So if, if for you it's uh, New King James Version, then great. That's, that's, that's great. If it's NLT, if it's King James, for me, I'm an NIV guy. That's okay, though, because it's the one that I'm going to read. So I want to encourage you, make sure you download that app. So this verse right here, it says, those that be planted, say planted. planted. Yes, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So if we, if we get this right, if we get ourselves planted, we have an opportunity to flourish. Who here has ever heard of a place called Death Valley? Has anyone heard of that place? Yeah, it sounds like a, a deadly place, doesn't it? It's the Death Valley. It's in the title. Well, I want to show you a picture of Death Valley. and It's going to pop up on the screen. There's a picture of Death Valley. And this is what Death Valley looks like on a normal, hey, run-of-the-mill day in Death Valley, okay? I mean, it, there's beauty there, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of life. Well, in 2004, this amazing thing happened. There received a tremendous amount of rainfall in the winter. And guess what? Just under the surface, in the right conditions, I want to show it to you now. Go ahead and go to that picture of Death Valley now. It, look at that. In 2005, this is what Death Valley looked like. You see, just under the surface, in the right environment, under the right conditions, guess what? We can flourish, can't we? We can actually flourish. Death Valley can flourish. We can flourish in the right kind of conditions. But what it does is it takes being planted. It takes being planted somewhere long enough. You know, I didn't get saved the first Sunday I came to Two Rivers Church. I was allowed to belong before I believe. Did you get that? I was allowed to belong before I believe. And then I was planted here for a long enough time that I had an opportunity to flourish. Have you ever thought about, if you imagine if you plant a plant, a seed, and you put it in a pot, and you let it grow just long enough so it just kicks up out of the surface. Now what happens if you pull that little plant out, pull it right out of the ground, pull it right out of the pot, and plant it in another pot? And then it grows just a little more if it don't die. grows just a little more, and then you pull it out, and then you plant it in another pot. And it grows a little more. But imagine if you left that same seed in that original pot, and you just watered it, and you attended to it, what do you think would happen? It would flourish, wouldn't it? That's what happens when we don't stay planted somewhere. So I want you to get this note. We need to live out a purpose over preference. Purpose over preference. Someone needs to hear this, that we need to live out a purpose over preference. Oftentimes, we prefer this, and we put preference over our purpose. And when we do that, what we've done is we've stunted our growth. We've stunted our growth. Well, you know what, Pastor? Sometimes X, Y, and Z doesn't add up for me, and I don't like the color of the chairs. I like the colors of the chairs at that other place. And we stun our growth, or we stun it with preferences. So my goal today for each and every one of us is that we would identify where we're at. Where are we in this journey that we're on? And then where do we want to go? 
And then how are we going to get there? I want to show you some steps that you can take to get there. Because I'm going to tell you, it's my goal, it's Two Rivers' goal, it's God's goal for your life that you would flourish in Christ Jesus. You see, your life isn't supposed to be dead, it's not supposed to be mundane, it's to flourish in Christ Jesus. So today, I believe, is the day for you, for me, to discover what our next step looks like with Christ. What's our next step is? What are we going to do? Where are we going to take this next step? I want to tell you a little about me. In 2013, I came to Two Rivers Church. My wife came, kind of drugged me, kicking and screaming. But at that point in our life, we needed a place. We needed community. You see, my wife was really sick at the time. And when I talk about sick, I'm not talking about, like, I don't feel good today. Like, a good day would have me lift her out of bed and help her go to the bathroom. Like, I'd walk her to the bathroom. I'd help her use the bathroom. Like, use the bathroom. I would help her take a shower. I would, I would dress her. Uh, and it was a good day. I'd get her in a recliner, and I'd make her breakfast and get her situated so I could go to work. But on a bad day, uh, we'd get up, use the bathroom, and then I'd lay her on the couch, and she would just have tears streaming down her face. And I'd have to leave her there, and she was riddled with pain from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. And we, we needed community. We needed a place to go, become planted, a place with, where we could belong before we believe, a place where we could plug into community. And that's what Two Rivers became for us, was that place. And what Pastor Will and Pastor Crystal did for me and my wife is that they put us on a path. They put us on a journey. This, this idea of what's next, what's next in our life. They, they were able to show me that I, I had a, a purpose, I had a plan, that God had a purpose and plan for my life. That, that my plan was to actually know who God was, to have a relationship with God, to, to discover freedom from the things that janked me up in my life, to, to, to really discover the purpose and how I was supposed to leverage my life to really make a difference. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. If you haven't, uh, you haven't been here long, but Two Rivers, we're a fishing vessel, not a cruise ship, Okay. We're a fishing vessel, not a cruise ship. Every member's a minister. And I can tell you, my second week here, I was the door greeter. If you've been to Binghamton very many times, you know Frank. He's always at the door smiling. That, well, that was, my, that was my spot for a little while. I was the Frank at the door when I first started sermon. And then in the cafe. And then on the photography team. Believe it or not, I was the photography team at the time. It was like back in the theater days. There may have been 80, 100 people in the church at that point. And then it wasn't long, I started going to ministry school, and I planted a church, and then I came back on staff. And as I think about that journey, and I think, man, I'm standing here in almost eight years, almost to the day, uh, when we first walked into Two Rivers Church. And I don't tell you that to be like, oh, look at what my journey. I'm just to tell you that to encourage you, that God's got a plan and a journey for you. He's got a next step for you. And, and I heard this this last week, comparison is a companion to despair. So I'm not looking for you to compare your life to mine. I'm just looking for you to start walking out your next step. You see, there's always a next step, and I'm still taking my next steps, and you can take your next steps. He's, so many of us have spent a lifetime searching for purpose. We ask ourselves where it is and what's the path that we need to take. We fill our hearts and our lives with all the things of this world. We get so janked up. I want you to see this in Psalm 16, verse 11. If you turn with me there, 
I know that it'll come up on the screen now. You will show me the path. I want you to say that word, path. Yes, you'll show me the path of life, and in your presence is the fullness of joy. Say joy. There you go. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I love that. Your presence is a fullness in joy. In other words, when I see the path and I know the journey, there's going to be joy in the presence of serving our Father. There's going to be real joy in working in the purpose that God has for our lives. Now, I want to tell you, I contend that something, and most people would maybe deny it, but if you really looked in the mirror, you'd say, you know what, maybe that is true. Life has a way of beating us down, doesn't it? It has a way of janking up our hearts and everything. But I contend this, that deep down inside of each and every one of us, that we know that there's something unique about us. And then if we could just figure out the path, if we could just figure out what the path looks like and how to take the steps on the path, that we could really flourish, that we could really reach our potential. So I contend this. The Bible, from cover to cover, when you look at it, has really four things planned for us in our lives. You see, that we would actually know God, that we'd know him in a real way, that we would find freedom from the pain that we've been able to just grab on in life, that we would discover our God-given purpose, and that we would learn to make a tangible difference with our lives. It says this in Ephesians 1.17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I love this. I actually love this verse. You know, the Bible tells us so many times that we're to pray, doesn't it? It says, you're to pray, you're to pray, you're to pray. Well, this is actually a prayer. This is Paul who's praying. And I love Paul because Paul's a church planner. I'm a church planner. I love, I love the idea of plant new works. And Paul's really concerned about the church. His whole purpose here in this prayer is his concern is for the church and that the church would, would actually prosper. So I want to stop right here. I want, you to, I want you to get this. Paul says, I just wish you could see this. I wish people could realize that this is where they are right now, where I am. And, and this is my desire that you would discover, hey, this is where I am right now today in my spiritual journey, and this is the next step that God has for me. That if we walk out of this room today, we walk out of here today and realize get, this is where I am, and this is my next step. So I want to look at that verse again, and I want to look at the last part of that verse. It says this. It says, so that you may know him better. Everyone see that? Come on, say, you see it. Say Yes. There you go. Everyone sees it. See, Paul used some words here that I could tell by the reaction. It didn't shock anybody. This idea that you may know him, that we would know him better. And oftentimes, I know for years, when I'd listen to pastors preach, and they'd be like, well, in the Greek here, it says X, Y, and Z. And then I'd be like, oh, look at this guy. Isn't he special? He's talking about Greek now. So, but it, it does matter, okay? It does matter because there's a, a Greek word here that actually the meaning of this word, it means intimate relationship. That God is calling you and me into an intimate relationship with him. And I mean, the word is actually the same word that's actually used for the type of relationship that a husband and wife have. That type of intimacy. And I'm not talking a sexual thing. I'm talking a heart thing. 
You know, that you and I would have a real, tangible, heartfelt relationship with God. So if you're taking notes, it's, it's, it's probably the third one down on there. The first step that God's calling each and every one of us to is to know God. Say God. God. Yes. God's plan for us is that we would know him and that we would have an intimate relationship with him. You're like, how am I to do that, pastor? Come to church. It, it gets really, really simple. Come to church. Get in a small group. Get on the team. It really starts with some basic things. Get yourself in a daily reading plan. It's really basic. So we're going to go on here. We're going to go to the next verse in Ephesians. Verse 18, it says, I pray that the eye of your heart may be enlightened. We're going to stop right there in that verse. And the reason we're going to stop there, this is amazing. This is how amazing God's word is. In just two verses, we can unpack God's plan for your life and my life. So this is the second step in our spiritual journey. Paul's saying, I pray, I pray the eye of your heart. What it says in the Message Bible, it actually says, focused and clear, that the eye of our heart would be focused and clear. Paul's making a point, and I want you to get this point, that we're actually not looking at the world through these. You're actually not looking at the world through your eyes that each and every one of us are actually looking at the world through our heart. This is the lens at which we see the world through, that every single one of us sees the same thing but sees it differently. You see, you're carrying all the pain and all the hurt and all the experiences and all the relationships and all the disappointments, and those are lenses that have stacked up on your heart, lens after lens after lens, and they actually cloud the way we actually see this world. And as long as we carry those, as long as we carry those lenses, as long as we look at the world through those lenses, we're looking at the world through clouded lenses. We're seeing through lenses that don't actually see what God has planned for us. We're looking through a lens that allows us not to really truly see the next step that God has for each and every one of us. If we, don't, if we don't get to this place where we unjank our heart, if we don't get to this place where we actually discover how to take this spiritual step right here, it stunts our ability to grow. So this one right here, number two, the idea here is that we would find freedom. Find freedom. Say freedom. freedom. Yes, that we would find freedom. And how do, how do we find freedom? Guess what? I already gave you some of the answers. You're going to get in church. You're going to get a small group. You're going to get in God's word. God wants to speak to you through his word. And then we have another amazing resource here. A lot of churches don't have it. We have a place called The Center. We have a pastor, Pastor Kerry. Give it up for Pastor Kerry. Come on, no, let's hear it. Pastor Kerry, yes. Pastor Kerry operates this thing called The Center. And it's a place that I've gone to. It's a place that you can go to. And actually, I've been able to actually remove some of these lenses I've actually been able to take some of these lenses off and take, actually shed lenses and actually clarify my vision, clarify my, be able to find freedom in a real way. So, because what clarity gives me the ability to see my next step. With clarity comes the ability to see my purpose. We're going to move on in that verse. The second part of this verse says, in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. 
in order that you might know the hope to which he's called you. Paul says in order that. So in other words, you can't effectively navigate in your next step until you do the first two. You actually got to know God before you're going to find freedom. And you actually have to really tangibly work on this idea of finding freedom. I wish you could really understand that God's real purpose for you and for me is to know him in an intimate way. And that his real purpose for our life is that we would find freedom. That we would clarify the lens that we see this world, our heart. That we would see the the world clearly as God has planned it for I, you know, I, I run into people and I'm like, you know, I, Pastor, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't really know where to go. I, I don't know what God's calling me into. I really don't have a clear picture of what my next step is. And if you find yourself in that place that you don't know what your next step is, don't worry, I got a broom for you. No, <laughs> no. Oh. But listen, there is a next step. There's a place you can serve. There's a place you can serve. And you can actually serve until you find freedom. You can actually serve until you can actually find clarity, enough clarity to know that, guess what, this is my God-given purpose, in order that we might know that God has a plan for us, that we're going to live on purpose for a purpose. Did you hear that? That God's plan for you and me is that we live on purpose for a purpose. There's a reason you're here. There's a reason that you're here. It's to know him. It's to find freedom. They see, God wants us to find this freedom. And so many people miss it. So many people miss it, and then they miss this step. They miss this step of, that God's desire for us is to truly have clarity so we can discover purpose. Say purpose. You see, God's got a purpose for your life, a real tangible purpose. And I'll tell you, a clear way to find that purpose is Next Steps Online. It's the place I went when I started here eight years ago. Um, Back then, we kind of did it a little different. We kind of had a luncheon. We got you plugged in like right the next Sunday because like the second Sunday I'm here, I'm on a team. But you can get plugged right in and discover the way God has wired you. He has wired you uniquely you. He's made you for a reason. Without you discovering your purpose, Two Rivers as a church can't reach its potential. Did you know that? We can't reach our full potential as a church as long as you don't discover your purpose. Once you've discovered your purpose, God has people on your trajectory. He has divine connections for you. People that you're supposed to meet, that you're coming into contact with, and once you discover your purpose, you're to leverage that purpose. So they they can do what? So that they can know God. So that they can find freedom. That they can find purpose. That they can live their life. The powerful truth is that so many people make excuses for this. They make excuses of why they can't find real purpose in their life. They say, you know, well, if the politics were better, you know, if, the, if the weather was better, if, uh, if my spouse was better, if my job was better, if this was better, if that was better, and I'm here to say, no, that's not it at all. You're here on purpose for a purpose. I want you to see what Paul says. Paul, Paul says this thing that he says, it doesn't matter what's happening around me. I have my eyes fixed on the seen things, but the unseen things, they are temporary and those are eternal. You see, God's got a divine plan for you and me. He's got us on a journey, a journey that we're supposed to leverage our time and our talent and our treasure and our gifts. He's got us on a journey that we're going to unjank our hearts 
And I want you to read to see this last part of Ephesians 1.18. I love this part. It says, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. You see, our inheritance, this is a no, we're going to take it here. Our inheritance is with people, for people. It's your inheritance and my inheritance is, is that we're to leverage our life with people and for people. That God's calling each and every one of us. Here at Two Rivers, we say this. Every minister, every member is a minister, right? Every member is a minister. That each and every one of us is called to ministry. Each and every one of us have a ministry, and that ministry is, number four, make a difference. Make a difference. Say difference. Yes, God is calling each and every one of us to make a tangible difference with our lives. I want to ask you a question here. How many people have ever flown? Raise your hand if you've flown before. Have you ever flown in a storm, like it's raining and everything? Yeah. Did you pray just before the plane landed? Did you? I did. I did. I, I can remember praying just before the plane landed in that moment because guess what? You've surrendered control, haven't you? You've surrendered control to the pilot. Well, did you know where he surrendered his control? Did you know he surrendered control? To a checklist and a beacon in his instruments. Because what he's done is he locked those instruments on a beacon. And guess what? He's following a checklist, and he's working that checklist out, and he's watching those instruments, and guess what? He doesn't have a clear picture of the destination either. Rarely does God allow us to see our final destination, or at least us be able to perceive really where he's got us headed. I can tell you there's no way eight years ago I would ever predict that I would be standing here. There is no earthly way. I ran a truck driving school. I was a truck driver for 20 years. Um, that I haven't cussed yet already is amazing, okay? <laughs> I'm just here to tell you. I was a different person before Christ Jesus. And guess what? I am glad he didn't show me my final destination. I'm glad I don't know. Because guess what? I don't know if I'd have taken the steps I needed to take because I wasn't ready to see the final destination. I don't know where the final destination is for me. I don't know where God's final destination is for you. But what God clearly has for each and every one of us is the next step. Paul explains in Romans, he explains what Christ's death and resurrection means for those with faith in Christ, what it means for them. He tells them what kind of life they now have and what kind of life they'll, they'll live and how to apply it to their day-to-day lives. So I want to read this to you in Romans. I'm going to ask the team to come back. So my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law. So the body of Christ that you, fight, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit. Say fruit. For God. For we were in the realm of the flesh. The sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us that we bore the fruit of death. But now by dying to once what bound us, we've been released from the law so that we serve, say serve, in a new way. The way of the Spirit. Not in the old way that is written in the code. God is calling us to bear fruit 
in a new way. He's calling us off the sidelines. He's calling every member to be a minister. One of the most important things I see in this passage is when we give our lives to Christ, our life is then not our own. That we surrender to him. God's next step for us is in Christ, a Christ-focused life. One yielded to the work of the Holy Spirit wants to do in us and through us. You see, God has got a divine plan for you, a divine plan for your life. And when we take the next step, God gives us a purpose for living, to live on purpose for a purpose. God tells us when we're focused on Christ, there's actually real power that we're to serve in a new way. We're to live by the power of the Holy Spirit working through us and in us to make a tangible difference in the lives of those around us, to make a tangible difference in our lives. So you can ask me right now, you're like, so with all that said, Pastor, what's next for me? How do I take this? You see, I want to tell you he has a plan for your life, a divine plan. And so what's your next step? Well, maybe it's your first time here. Maybe it's your second or third. You're not ready to, you're like me. You weren't ready to give your heart to Jesus the first, second, third, or fourth, or fifth time you're here. So it's simple. Your next step is just to come back next week. That's your next step. Just come back next week. Because I want you to get this character trait, something that's in our DNA. It's an important note. I want you to take this note. It's okay for you to belong before you believe. It's okay for you to belong before you believe. It's okay. You're accepted here. You're loved for who you are. Because we know who you will become in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus has got an amazing plan for your life. You are the apple of his eye. He sent his one and only son to die for you. And if it was just you, he would send his son again. Maybe your next step is, guess what? I've been coming and I believe in Jesus and I don't know what to do next. Maybe it's just join a small group. Maybe it's, my next step is just to join a small group. Maybe your next step is to get on a team. You know, I've been coming week after week, and I see all these people hustling. We've tried to make it real clear. This is not a cruise ship. This is a fishing vessel. If you feel uncomfortable not serving, <laughs> it's because we make it that way. Because we believe that, guess what? At a certain point, you're in. You're a part of us. You're on the team. You're called to serve. You're called to leverage your life for Christ Jesus. And you can belong before you believe. And then for others of you, it's time. Today's the day. And here in a couple minutes, your community pastors are going to offer you an opportunity to commit your life to Jesus Christ. And you're going to take that step today. And then for others of you, it's time to stop waffling. It's actually time. It's time to set the it's time to set that 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 hone right on that beacon, right on that destination, the destination of Christ. I pray that you would respond today to the call that God has on your life. That you would respond to the next step that He has for you. That there's a final destination, a, a final place, a final place that you can go. As a pilot approaches, he's focused on the instruments. He's running his checklist and he's taking his next steps. He doesn't see the final destination.
He follows the instruction, and instruction come one at a time. And we're only going to go one step at a time here. And I want to encourage you. Today's the day. Today's the day that you take your next step. I wish you could see. I wish you could see yourself the way God sees you. I wish you could realize his promises are true. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He has a plan for each and every one of our lives. It's a good plan. It's the best plan. So what's next? It's to take your next step today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have a divine plan and a divine purpose for each and every one of us. That you have a a next step in mind for me and for every person in this room. That for someone in this room today, their, their next step is to come back next week. But for someone else, today's the day that they're gonna surrender their heart and their life to Jesus. And there's someone else in this room who, who did that a long time ago, and they know they've lost their way. And today's the day that they recalibrate everything and set their heart on you. Father, I would ask that as we, we go from this place today that you would guide our steps, that we could clearly take a next step. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.